Hello, everybody. Welcome to the OETA Movie Club podcast. My name is Jeff Mareva. I'm the director of the show, and I'm here with our host, Mr. Robert Birch. Hey, Jeff. What's going on? Not much. How are you doing? Pretty good. Good. We had a good show this week. We did. We got a great movie to talk about. Um, National Velvet. Uh-huh. 1944. Ooh, yeah. Mickey Rooney. Elizabeth. Dame Elizabeth Taylor. Yeah. What is that? I Dame. don't know. I don't know, really? but I like to say it every time just because oh. it drives you crazy. <laughs> <laughs> You also you also have another dame. You have Dame Angela Lansbury in there this as well. There is nothing like a dame. Nothing like a dame. Nothing in the world. Um, so yeah, so let's talk about this movie. Let's set it up for people. Um. Well, there. You know, it sounds very familiar to the last week. It does. Right? There is it does. A, a shipwreck where a horse is saved and 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 then ends up winning. A, uh, a big horse race. A at the big end. horse race. Yeah. yeah, last week we had the Black Stallion. Uh-huh. Uh, this week, National Velvet. So we're on a little bit of a, you know. And both starring Mickey Rooney. Horse. Yeah, both starring I mean, Mickey Rooney. We could Rooney. say that we're having a Mickey Rooney marathon. Marathon of Almost. equestrian. If we had something. one more horse, horse movie with <laughs> Mickey Rooney, we could call it a marathon. That's right. We could, yeah. Um, but yeah, so, so I, you know, it had been a long time since I'd seen this movie. Um, so I had, I had forgotten a lot of it and I, so I had to rewatch it, but, yeah. um, uh, but yeah, I mean, some of the behind the scenes stories on this are just crazy. Like she broke her back. Yeah. Well this, okay. So the horse, uh, King Charles, King Charles, right. His name, they called uh, him the pie in the movie, the which pie. was apparently short for pirate, the pie, which apparently in the book, it's short for something else. Yeah. Pie, Highballed horses or something like that, huh. but in the movie, I read that they it was short for pirate. The pie. I didn't know what it was short for. I was just watching the movie, going, yeah. "What? Is, why do they keep calling him the pie?" <laughs> <laughs> he has a better name in real life. Does King, King Charles. Charles? That's a great name. I love that name. And yeah. he was the grandson of Man of War. Okay. Right. Right. And was uh, also related to Sea Biscuit. Sea Biscuit. So he had real uh, royal blood right. in his veins. Yeah. Um, uh, but apparently he was a devil to work with. Uh, the crew did not like because he he bit several crew members. Oh wow! On this and and then you know uh, Elizabeth Taylor established uh, a really good relationship with this horse. She groomed him every day. She fed him every day. She rode him every day. Yeah. And they were very close. But that didn't keep him from throwing her off during uh, one scene. Yeah. And she sustained a, uh, a back injury that uh, that stayed with her for the rest of her life. Yeah. Yeah, they said originally that she healed really quickly. Right. Um, but then later in life she said, oh, no, I've, I've, I've had pain for my whole life from it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, just, just crazy to think about, you know, being thrown off of a horse and having – it broke her back. back. Yeah. Broke her back. Um, you know, the uh, she had struggled to get this part to begin with because uh, right. the producer director said, um, "You know, you're too boyish," which Somebody's, is crazy. Yeah, yeah. Elizabeth Taylor, really? Okay. Um, said she was too boyish, so she went on. Uh, she, it, it really got her hackles up. She uh, she um, she increased what she ate. Right. Uh, you know, which in later in life didn't serve her very well. Uh, but um, uh, she grew three inches in the three months. Yeah. And, and you know, because in the, in the script, in the novel, she's supposed to be, you know, an older teen uh, coming into her womanhood. Right. 
And uh, so, you know, she, she went on this regimen where she ended up, uh, you know, I don't know if it's because of eating or, but yeah, she just started, like ate steak every day or something. Started to get the cur- <laughs> what they said, the curves of a young woman. Right. Now, I'm not sure steak does that for you <laughs> or not, but. I know. That's when I read that, I was like, mm, I don't know. Yeah, I don't, it'll make you, it'll put in, right. I know it's, it's put a lot of curves on me in the past, right? <laughs> right, right. No comment from me. Um, um, but they, not only did Elizabeth Taylor have a great working relationship with the horse, she actually ended up acquiring the horse right after the movie for eight hundred dollars mgm bought it for her Uh and um and apparently she she kept this horse from that age 13 Uh until it died when she was 24 yeah so 11 years she she kept this horse and it threw her off that threw her off but she loved that horse for till the day it died yeah she loved that horse yeah so i don't know i don't know you know um i think it's hilarious that Despite the show movie being based where it is, there's no attempt at English accents. Right. Like, not even an attempt. It's supposed to be England. It's supposed right? to be England. Right, in like the 1920s. Right. And, um, yeah, nobody uh, even attempts an yeah. English accent. The uh, the one actress, uh, what was her Anne, name? Anne Revere. The, yeah. Um, she did, you know, she was very acclaimed for her performance in this. But despite the fact yeah. that she has a very thick New York accent. Very thick New York. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, you're like, what? The Grand National? Are you sure this isn't the Kentucky Derby that we're <laughs> going for? You know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, it was very thick. It's a very yeah. thick yeah. accent. It's it's so thick it's noticeable. You would think she'd be more comfortable at the Aqueduct <laughs> exactly. than the Grand yeah. National. You right. Know? Exactly. Yeah, no, I, 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 I was kind of surprised by that. I don't know, I, you know, it, it was one of those things where it didn't, I didn't catch it at first, but then once you kind of start noticing it, once you, kinda, you say it, yeah, you say like, it, you're like, oh. oh, yeah, you're right. Why are they not? And then when they, when she comes on and has that really thick New York accent, you're like, oh, okay, oh, okay. That's weird. Well, but hey, um, I mean, yeah. she was praised for that performance. <laughs> I mean. Right. She was. The other thing is, um, okay, so, you know, there's a shipwreck, and the horse is on a desert island and then ends up running in the Grand National. Right. Just or, like last or, uh, <laughs> Yeah, just like last time, right? <laughs> Only last time it was uh, an American race. It was an American right? race. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. But apparently, and Terry Garr instead of Elizabeth Taylor. Yeah. So this is actually based on a true story, or maybe several, several true, true stories. Yeah, several right? true stories, yeah. Because uh, uh, there was a New Zealand horse uh, named Mafia that uh, won the Grand National that it was reported to have survived a, a shipwreck and yep. being on a desert, desert island. And then there was another one. Uh, named uh, on, the, on the Grand Nationals website, uh, list uh, a horse named Kiora that um, in 1901 ran and won, and it was a shipwreck survivor. Yeah. So this must happen all the time. Must happen all the time. Well, I mean, it, it makes you think, I guess horses are better swimmers than you think they are. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, or they're, or they're smart enough to go, hey, there's something floating. You know? <laughs> I mean, because that is pretty incredible. I mean... And 
you know, I mean, oceans are not the safest place in the world, you right. know, as far as, you know. Well, if I ever hear of a horse that has survived a shipwreck, I'm betting on that. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Right. Go to the races and say, which one of these survived a shipwreck? That's the one I want. That's the one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That must be, a, you know, a great uh, workout for, for the horse, I guess. Uh, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, let's talk about the, the Brown family dog because um, the dog was uh, famous. Famous already. Right. Like more famous than some of the human actors. Right. It had been in, what, 29 episodes? 29 episodes. Of the Blondie films. Yep. I didn't know there were 29 I didn't Blondie know there were 29. Films, no, yeah, I thought there was like 10. Yeah. Uh, Blondie goes to <laughs> East Hampton or something. You know, I was like, okay. Blondie on the subway. Yeah. I mean, you know, <laughs> you know what, what are these movies? But, yeah, um, uh, yeah, they, the scruffy brown dog was, uh-huh. was on loan from Columbia Pictures and had already achieved equal billing with Penny, Sing- Penny Singleton and Arthur Lake. I mean, this is one heck of a dog. You've got a, a great acting horse in Black Stallion. Right. This must be the the Oscar winner of uh, dogs, right? Yep. Because they, who borrows a dog from another studio? I know. I yeah. Know. Uh, now Asta, the dog. Right. He's in Bringing Up Baby. Right. Uh, and all the Thin Man. And films, all the Thin Man. Yeah. Um, and he was a star in, or you had Rin Tin Tin. Right. It was a star. Yeah. Lassie, of course. Of course, yeah. But, um, uh, yeah, um, there are other dogs you they could have used in this. Right. But they. No, they needed like, a star. Yeah. They needed, they needed that star Some power. star power, right? <laughs> needed that face recognition. What kind of agent does he have? You know, <laughs> he's got a better agent than I do. That's for yeah, sure. Yeah, well, yeah. Um, we talked a little bit about this before we started, but um, I always think it's interesting when actors come back and they do these radio broadcasts. Yeah, it's it's always it's it's kind of it's interesting to me at the same time, but at the same time it's weird to me. I don't. They know. used to do this. They used to do it. Pre- it was pretty yeah, regular, apparently. And um, there was actually two different ones of this: one in 1947 and one in 1950. Uh-huh. Um, both the Lux of which Radio Theater. Lux Radio, and I can't remember the other uh, one. Um, but, a Theater uh, Guild on the Air. Theater Guild on 1950. the Air. 1950. But yeah, 1950. And Mickey Rooney was in both, mm-hmm. but Elizabeth Taylor was only in the 47 one. Um, but they reprised their roles. They did this with a lot of films, like did, uh, yeah. Casablanca, they did this, um, uh, and, Wizard of Oz. Yeah. And I, to me, like I think, where are these? Did yeah. these get recorded? Did, they these had to just, have been. did these just go over the air and never heard of again? They had to record these. Sure. So where are they? Why don't we ever hear? Well, right. you know, radio. How what was the well, last time you listened to a radio drama? Well, that's yeah. true. Yeah, <laughs> I I would say mm, never. Yeah, but, yeah. yeah. I but don't think I, they, yeah. this was a popular thing back yeah. in the day. Yeah, it was very popular um, before was, television. Now, so it's the equivalent then of uh, if they had redone. You know, say National Velvet uh, as a television series, right? With the same actors. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Now the I mean now the TV is just as lucrative and sure as film. I mean, but you'd have to round up all these actors who have other projects that right. they're doing to get them to come back and do uh, a radio drama for yeah. you know of of a film that they probably uh, say like 1950. And this was done in the 40s, 40, 44. Yeah. So, yeah, they're well into other projects uh, 
by the time it, you know, say, hey, we want to do uh, a radio drama of National Velvet. Why don't you come back on Tuesday? <laughs> you know? Yeah, here's practice this. Here's a, <laughs> here's a script for you. It's easier because you don't have to learn your lines. I mean, uh, you know, it's right there in front of you, but still. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> I, I thought it was funny. I was reading that this film is ranked number nine on the greatest sports movies of all uh-huh. time. I didn't catch the word sports at first. Uh-huh. <laughs> I thought, number nine greatest movie of all time? Sports well, movie? Really? But, but in the genre of sports, it's the number nine movie of all time. Are you kidding? No, that's what it says. No. The internet says it, okay. so it's got to be true. So you've got a, <laughs> some stiff competition in that. Oh, I, of course. Right? Um, Pride of the Yankees. Uh, Your favorite chariots of fire. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. No, 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 no. <laughs> I was thinking Rocky. <laughs> Rocky. Um, I mean, you've uh, got... Field of Dreams. Field of, oh, yeah. You've got some great, I mean, um, football, baseball. What's a great football? Uh, Hoosiers. The Longest Yard. Hoosiers, Hoosiers which is yeah. coming up on Movie Club. Uh-huh. Um, Ooh, yeah. That's a good one. Yeah, that's a good one. So yeah. we'll have that in a couple months. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, tons of great sports That's a movies. tall order. Yeah. And I'm not sure that really I would pick I don't National know. I... I'd have to see the list, but yeah, I don't. Well, think, I, like I don't think film. it would. Oh, it's a great film, but number nine right. of all time. I don't know. Mm. That's uh, that seems like a little bit of a push to me. Sure, but um, uh, one of my favorite character actors is in this, though, as the uh, the uh, upper stiff upper lipped uh, British gentleman uh, who actually does a a uh, English accent because he you know he's, he's English, English yeah. right? <laughs> Arthur Treacher. Yep. Who was a British character actor uh, in a lot of you know British films, of course, um, probably most notable for this and Mary Poppins. Right. He plays the constable in Mary Poppins that brings the the bank's children yeah. home after that's where they've I first lost their yeah, that's where I've lost their kite. Yeah. He uh, he uh, had this. He has this great quote. About acting, like you know, you've got uh, the method actors who are you know whole genre, Stanislavski and and right. the Actors Studio. Uh, Arthur Treacher's is very very simple. Um, he says, um, "Step on your mark, say the words, get the check, and go home." <laughs> I love it. Very simple. I love it. That's exactly <laughs> how I feel. Um, so I thought this was really interesting, and I, I am going to have to go research this and find out more about it, because it says that composer Herbert Stothart, which I'm probably pronouncing his name wrong, but anyway, used the exact same music chart for Pride and Prejudice, 1940. Really? I don't think it was for the whole movie. I think it was probably for one sequence or something. Uh-huh. It doesn't go into details, but the exact same music chart for Pride and Prejudice four years earlier. Huh. Like... It fits. So now I want to watch those two movies yeah. back to back okay. and go. So, uh, why? Why? I don't know. Uh-huh. I don't well, know. I just thought that was an interesting little yeah, bit of trivia. It's easier. That, that's, yeah. yeah, that's true. It he is. had it. You know, I was like, <laughs> hey, I've got this like, one yeah. piece. It'll work right here. You know, <laughs> I wrote. I wrote stuff four years ago. It's. It'll work. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. It's great. Don't worry about well, it. Well, and they did that. Okay. Um, the, I don't. It didn't make it into the film, but they uh, for tests of Gone with the Wind. They used, um, like, the premiere, or not the premiere, but the test that they did in California, you know, the first time an audience saw it, um, Gone with the Wind, they used the music for Prisoner of Zenda. Oh, wow. You know, just clipped it in there so that they would have music as right. a background. And, you know, it was, I guess it's something that they used to do. Yeah. I never knew that. That's cool. I never heard of that. Yeah. Um, another piece of trivia that I wanted to point out, so... 
they built a mechanical horse uh-huh. for this. Um, for some of the tight shots, close-up shots of the actors riding with the saddle and all that stuff. That mechanical horse sat in some prop house uh-huh. for 55 years, <laughs> and then in 1999 was brought out, refurbished, and reused for Sleepy Hollow. With uh, Johnny, Johnny Depp. Depp. Yeah. Um, they, uh, Christina Re- No. Um, I can't remember the girl's Helena name. Helena Bonham Carter. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dame. Dame, yeah. Helena yeah. Bonham. Another dame. Another dame. But, uh, yeah, so, and and I mean, I guess there just wasn't much of a difference between something mechanical built in 1944 and something built in 1999. Does the same thing? I guess it's the same. I'm thinking 90s. I'm thinking, like, maybe more special (laughs) effects or something, but it really wasn't yet. So Helena Bottom Carter sitting on this thing, maybe, and she uh, does she know that Elizabeth Taylor was the last person that sat on this? Exactly, yeah. You're famous now. (laughs) So... um, but yeah, um, it's a great movie. Um, we're out of time, as we always are. No. But we want to tell you how great this movie is. You need to tune in. You need to see it. Saturday nights at 9. Next week, we've got a great comedy on yeah. the town. Um, and a musical. Musical. Com- uh-huh. Yeah, musical. Yeah. Um, and um, and just, yeah, one of the best. Sinatra, Gene Kelly. Oh, yeah. I mean, just, just a great movie coming mm-hmm. up. And uh, so we want to thank everybody for tuning in each week. Definitely tune in next week, and until then, take care. Bye-bye. Make sure to like and subscribe to the podcast. You can preview all upcoming OETA Movie Club films at oeta.tv forward slash movie club. And please, send your celebrity photos to P.O. Box 14190, Oklahoma City, Oklahoma 73113, or you can email them to us at oeta.tv forward slash movie club. And, of course, tune in every Saturday night at 9 and on Fridays at 11. We'll see you on the couch every weekend for a great movie and fresh popcorn.